Welcome to the Phantom Zone. Hello, and welcome back to Smallville Chronicles on this week's episode. First is Reunion. We get a flashback to when Ollie bullied Lex and the reveal of our new setup for our Monsters of the Week. Then in Fallout, Little Bow Wow is radioactive. This is the Smallville Chronicles. We are back. Um, it's been a little bit, but we're obviously everybody's locked up inside, and you know, sometimes like stuff's been going on. Everybody's busy in weird ways, so we are back now. And joining me, as always, is Alan Muir. Man, this episode, this first episode, is just bonkers. Yeah, but this is also our first episode where we get um, what's this actor's name that's playing Young Lex? Lucas. Oh, Lucas, Lucas Grabiel. Uh, who, if you didn't know, is mostly famous from High School Musical, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, but he was part of, because we watched, uh, what do you call it, that was on TV, like the Disney sing-along thing. And he did like a bunch of stuff in that. Oh, wow. He does like a lot of voice work, too. I'm looking at his, uh, he was in Veronica Mars, too. But he's been in a bunch of stuff, but... He will be, I believe he's our young Lex going forward. Yeah. Even though he's playing, what, like a high school age Lex in this? He's playing, yeah, he's playing teenage Lex. But in season 10, he he ends up being... Like OG Superboy? OG Superboy, and f- for a little bit, he's Alexander? Yes. Um, which by OG Superboy, not the one from Young Justice, not the one from New 52, not Superman's son, but the original original Superboy that gets, like, the leather jacket that's part of um, uh, the Young Justice, not the cartoon, but the Young Justice comic book. Yeah. Uh, the one with the, the black t-shirt and the leather jacket from, um, was it Reign of Superman, right? It's, like, when he comes around? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's Superboy. Um, but we get him here, and we open up, and it's 1996, and it's Duncan, Alan Meyer, and Lex in their teenage years attending Excelsior. Academy, and I wonder if that's like a is it named after like is a thing to um, what do you call it for Stan Lee to call it Excelsior? It has to be, yeah. Um, they're there, uh, they're minding their own business when we get teenage Oliver who looks like he's 25 and not the same actor as we have in the rest of the show, rips up Lex's copy of its Warrior Angel, Warrior Angel issue 127. And um, they basically bully each other, and which the kid Duncan had saved to get because um, he's not rich. And I believe, is this where we learned that he was like a scholarship kid? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a scholarship kid and he's Lex's only friend, basically. Um, then we pop to the present and it's uh, a Excelsior like alumni social gathering. And Lex is there with Lana. Lois is there with Oliver as well. And they're like, oh, so you guys knew each other. And then Lex is kind of like shitty to Oliver. And this is where we get and Oliver's shitty to him. Um, And then they're basically all like, and we get the other people in Ollie's group. And he's like, "Uh, everybody's here except for Duncan. And then like as like a dick move. And Ollie's like, uh, why don't you like shut the hell up about that? And uh, the whole overarching theme in this episode is that. 
Oliver was an asshole and like like was a bad person in the past, and he won, and he, now he's trying to atone. Yeah, Lex, it's Lex wants like he he wants to be good, but he's just fallen the direct opposite way. Yes, where Lex kind of he's been burned so many times that he just wants like power as like a, he's not good as like a defense mechanism almost. While Oliver is like. Which is the story and everything, including Arrow, which is like his time on the island and his parents dying has kind of made him reevaluate himself. Uh, so he's trying to be good. And so this Alden guy kind of like walks away and he's standing by the steps and then some terrible CGI and concrete falls off the building and just misses him. And then he's like, oh, man, like. I'm so lucky. And then, like, the statue falls and, like, the sword goes through his body. I was expecting his head to, like, him. I was expecting him to get decapitated, but apparently, no. That was, that's too good. Mm hmm. Uh, but it's kind of like, yeah, this is like a really, I feel like, well, as we'll go through, it's like, I feel like they're trying to do a, like, very special episode, but it kind of falls on its face in many points. Because um, it's like, uh, it's not like Carrie, but I'm trying to think. It's it's kind of similar to like that revenge ghost thing. Yeah. So we go to the Luther Mansion, and Lionel's uh, tries to comfort Lex because he's like, "Oh, I know you had a hard time at that school, and that that guy was a dick to you." Um, and Lex is like, "Whatever." And Lex like, then we get a flashback, and he has a conversation with Duncan at the boarding school. And it's like, oh, we want to do, like, work to help the poor together. And they promise to be partners. Um, and they see Oliver and his buddies uh, stealing test answers. And then we cut back to the present. So Chloe's at the Kent farm. And she's investigating craters similar to the one that Clark made from the Phantom Zone. Um, and she's like, oh, there was a village in India that was attacked by a strange creature and she's like, do you think this is basically where we get the, oh, you did not come back alone information dump. So um, Clark obviously feels responsible that he helped criminals escape. And he's like, we need to find out where else they landed. And he also says that the fortress is dead and he can't ask Jorel for help. Um, and she's like, oh, why don't you go talk to Oliver Queen since he had the only satellite that was working on what was it called? Black Thursday. So we cut to Oliver's talking with Jeffrey um, about how they fell out of touch because their buddy Alden uh, had died. This is the guy that's like drunk always, right, Jeffrey? Yeah. Yeah. And then as they leave, Jeffrey goes to his car and it explodes right in front of Oliver and Lois. Vince Superman style. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so Clark goes to visit Oliver uh, and he's like, oh, you got to check out this like a uh, new arrow, which generates a pulse that shorts out electrical devices, which, you know, this is uh, Chekhov's arrow. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, catch the uh, bit he mentioned before? Like, it, he he mentions an, a, specific, like a specific type of arrow that he was working on. Oh, no. He mentions the boxing glove arrow. I feel like, does he use a boxing glove arrow on this show? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they only did that as like a goof in like season two of Arrow, but it's because the arrow gets stuck in a boxing glove and then he shoots it and it hits. I think it's when they have Wildcat, which I f forget that they actually did that character in that show. Oh, yeah. Man. We could talk about how as bad as that looked if you've seen the Stargirl costume for 
Wildcat. I don't know what they're doing over there. I because that hasn't been released yet, right? Star Girl. Uh, no, it debuts next month. Okay, because they delayed it, I believe, right? I would not be surprised. Because I think it was supposed to come out like a month ago, like a beginning of April. And I think they bumped it back to me. Um, but yeah, he looks terrible there. Or she looks the wild, female wildcat, and that looks terrible. Um, so then we, he's like, um, Clark asks him for access, and he's like, yeah, but can you help me find out like how Lex is killing these guys? And Clark's kind of like, how, kind of like, how do you know it was Lex? And then we get another flashback. And Duncan and Lex are arguing over what they should do. Duncan wants to turn them in um, so that they just get kicked out of the school. And Lex is like, well, or we could use it to kind of make them not fucking bully us anymore. And Duncan's like, oh, you already kind of decided what to do. And um, he gets upset. The other guys show up. And then Oliver and the other guys are like, Lex, like, beat him up. Show us that you're a part of us kind of thing. And then... Uh, this is when Lex starts fighting him, fighting Duncan. Then he wakes up. Alana's concerned, and Lex is kind of like in a cold sweat. But Lex doesn't want to talk about it. He gets a uh, gets up for a drink, but the decanter falls off the table and stops in the middle of the room. And then he goes to pick it up, and the chandelier almost hits him, and they dive out of the way. But Lana hits her head on the floor, and she's concussed and bleeding and unconscious. No, she t. Mm-hmm. So Clark goes to the hospital to see Lana, but Lex doesn't allow him in. They argue about who is more dangerous to Lana, and Lex shuts the door in his face. Uh, Lois arrives, and Clark admits that he's hurt more Lana more than anyone. She's like, "Oh, you shouldn't feel. Uh, you should quit feeling guilty." And it's like it was probably not Lana who was the target. It was probably Lex. And she says that like Oliver's schoolmates have died as well, and it's probably has to do with this kid named Duncan, but Oliver won't tell him anything. Clark asks her to be careful. He's going to find out what's going on. And then Oliver reveals to Clark that Duncan's been dead for a decade, and this is where we get back to the flashbacks, and Lex is beating him up. They pull Lex off um, the other bullies and Oliver. Uh, uh, Duncan... He doesn't just beat him up. He takes him, throws him face first into a tree, just wailing on him. Yeah, he's taking out all of his rage of being kind of like bullied, bullied on Duncan. Up. Yeah. Who's I th- the kid is bigger than the kid playing Lex. So it's like kind of weird. He's like letting him beat him up. But then Duncan gets up and stumbles like into the street and then gets like wrecked by a car. Yeah, it was during it was one of those 2000s. I I think it was a uh, Final Destination style. Yes, it's very much of like no, I'm not gonna stand for this. And then it's Boom. um, it's like when what's her name gets hit by the bus in Mean Girls. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like exactly like that. Um, so Oliver explains the story, and he's like Lionel swept it under the rug because it was kind of Lex's fault, although it was like all of their fault. And he kept everybody quiet. And Oliver's like, I still feel guilty over it. It was like one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. And I think he's like kind of hints at like this is one of the things that helped him turn around. He's like, and this is why I think it's Lex that's doing this because we pushed him to do it. Um, Clark goes to talk to Lionel, who's studying uh, his handwritten Kryptonian symbols, and says Duncan had no family but his mom. And he's like, Duncan actually is alive, but he's like in a permanent vegetative state, um, and he's been there for ten years. His mother kept silent because Lionel has been using his best research to try to revive him. 
And this includes now Duncan is getting meteor rock treatments, kryptonite treatments. Uh, so Clark goes there, runs into Lois, and they find that there's brainwave patterns in the EK in the EEG. And he's like, oh, he's they don't say it, but he's basically um, astral projecting. Yeah. Oh, and Lois explains that. But yeah, that's what he's doing. But he's like an astral green astral ghost. And um, Clark, like uh, Clark speeds out of the room. Lex goes to see Oliver and they argue and they have a fight. Um, And Oliver's like, you've been running from your mistakes. And Lex sucker punches him. Um, But Oliver obviously is more physically like has better physical power. So he takes him over and a window shatters, but Oliver pushes Lex out of the way. Uh, he stands up to see one of his arrows flying toward him, and it hits him in the shoulder and pins him to the wall. Uh, as one of the electrical arrows that we saw before is flying towards him, Clark speeds in front of it, uh, and it goes off, and basically it shorts out the astral projection, and thus his spirit died, and now Duncan's dead for real. And Lois is not going to write the story. It's like very like it ends very abruptly. It's like oh, Clark kind of accidentally killed a ghost guy. Um, so we end with Lex tells Lana about what really happened. Oliver arrives and Lex is still pissed, but thanks him for saving him. Uh, Oliver Oliver's like I feel horrible about how he bullied you and Duncan. And Lex is like the only thing I feel guilty over is thinking I needed friends like you and. Lex then goes to talk to Lionel. It's like, I want all the data for the treatment because everything involved in kryptonite has to go through Lex. Uh, Oliver talks about having um, to Clark about making wrong choices and having to live with the consequences, um, which goes to his relationship with Lana. And then that's when Chloe shows up with satellite images and she finally meets Oliver. And Chloe shows him the images and Clark recognizes one of the figures as Rhea. And that is where we end. This episode is fine. It's just really weird. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those thing episodes where it just feels a little too out there. Yeah, like with the ghost stuff, but I feel like I guess it's not because we had like a ghost girl kryptonite thing previously. Yeah. Um this is also is this the first episode where they mentioned Gotham? I feel like it is. I believe so. Oh sorry, I clicked on something and was like, oh, like one of the trivia things like so i guess it's an episode coming up with dr langston like i don't i don't remember this oh is that when she thinks lana thinks that she's pregnant right yeah okay and so this is when they're surmising this is happening because she's in the hospital um but yeah this is like a fine episode it's like we get good backstory on like the best part of is the backstory connection between lex and oliver and how lionel would actually protect lex without him kind of he kind of knows, but he also doesn't know. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Um, is there anything else you want to mention with this? I, uh, well, uh, the Excelsior set is one of those ones that is used over and over again. Like it's used for season eight, uh, season ten. But yeah, uh, I just couldn't take the whole the whole astral protection or projection ghost stuff seriously. Yeah, it's like super goofy. Um, But we can move on to our second episode, which is Fallout. So this is our first Phantom episode, I guess we can call it. And um, it starts like really weird. I actually kind of like how it starts. It reminds me of the Constantine movie in many ways, 
when the guy finds the uh, the Spear of Destiny and he's oh, like yeah. entranced. It has a very similar kind of opening because it's two kids playing basketball and uh, in Oakland, which is weird that they gave us like a real world place and they see the smoke uh, streak of light, traders get smashed, and then this. Uh, so we get several different types of phantoms. This is one that's actually has no corporeal form, and so it possesses the kid, which is Bow Wow or probably Little Bow Wow still at this point. I don't remember. Um, possesses him, and then he um, he asks, where is Kal-El? And the other kid's like, I have no idea. And he, like, vaporizes him with a blast. And he, as we'll cut to, he walks across the country. So then we have Dr. Grohl. In the present day, he meets with Lana in one of Lex's limousines. This is the glasses guy that we've seen before. And... He tells her that they're both in danger. He's like, this is a black box. It has all the results of its investigation. Uh, he says he's going into hiding because the Luthers have already started military testing on this device uh, or like on this information. Because this, I believe, ties into the guy that Lois knows. That's like the predator dude. Because that's this season, right? You mean the, her, her uh, Marine? Yeah, her Marine friend who's the actor from like another episode but playing a different character. Yeah, the one, yeah, yeah, uh, the guy that was on Battlestar as well. Yes, um, I believe, I can't remember what it's called, but he's like, he has like a bunch of meta abilities. Yeah. Um, so, it's, and basically Lana's like, um, it says she didn't know the investigation had gone that far, and girl's like, basically, probably there's a lot of things that Lex doesn't tell you, and he's like, you should stay as far away from the Luthers, and during all this, we have Jimmy Olsen taking a picture of them. Then we pop over to Clark and Chloe, and they're talking about the crash site. They see the one in Oakland that there are two boys that went missing six weeks ago. The same day, Clark arrived from the Phantom Zone. So she's like, um, they found human ashes, but nothing else. She's like, there was a nuclear facility that was also attacked, and radioactive material um, that they were working on was depleted. So he's like, oh, I'm guessing one of these zoners uh, is feeding off of it. So they start tracing it back, and... Chloe goes to investigate more, and as she leaves, Rhea shows up at the barn. And Clark's like, uh, one, it's like, how does she know it's there? But I think she says that uh, Jorel told her about it. I don't remember. Well, keep in mind that young Jorel was on the farm at some point. Well, he was on the farm in what, like the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's like, I feel guilty for leaving in the Phantom Zone, but she's like, oh, well, it's fine. I'm glad to be here. Um, and it's exactly how Jorel described it. And she's like, oh, it must have been hard growing up like here without anybody else. And he said he used to pretend he was like everybody else, but every day he got more different. And Maria's like, oh, you don't have to be alone anymore. Which at the time, this was kind of interesting because I was like, oh, is this how they're going to play like Supergirl where they're not related and she's kind of could be a love interest, um, which doesn't happen. Um, so we have Jimmy meets Chloe and he shows her the uh, photographs of Dr. Grohl with the briefcase and exiting without it. And he thinks that it had something illegal and he wants Chloe to help him investigate. And Chloe's like, I've dealt with the Luthers before. You shouldn't get involved. And it's very scary and kind of says no to Jimmy, who's upset. Um, and then she turns around and Bow Wow is there. Um, he asked for archives, but uh, like he asks for the archives, but she leaves before he she can figure out what's going on. 
And basically, he like scans their computer archives and finds a picture of Clark, and that's how he figures out that that's Kal El. Um, Lex figure out figures out that the Doctor has disappeared, and they only leaving behind the schematic of like the black box. He yells on the phone; needs to be located, and that's when Jimmy arrives. And he only like agreed to this because Lana and Loie are his friends. And he flips over the schematic and he's like, oh, I don't want a photograph. Um, and then Jimmy shows him the photographs of Lana and the doctor meeting and wants to know what's in the briefcase. Uh, and Lex is like pissed and doesn't answer. And he's like, you know, get Jimmy out of here. But Jimmy manages to get some photographs of the thing. And then Lex shows the photographs that Jimmy had to Lana. And it's like, oh, it's just out for ice cream. But Lex knows that she met for Dr. Grohl. And he tells her he wants the black, the box back. Lots of kind of nonsense. So we have Clark and Rhea are kind of just like having fun running around the country. And Clark's kind of like asking her about Jarrell. And Clark is like, oh, I didn't really think of him as being brave and strong. Um, basically, she's like, no, he was dedicated to preserving Krypton. And Clark's departure from the planet, like, he was always planning for this. And she's like, oh, and he would be proud of you. Um, and she sent you here, or he sent you here to prevent our extinction. Um, and she's like, why didn't you ever finish your training? And he's like, well, I actually haven't started my training yet. And now the fortress is dead because I didn't listen to Jarrell. Uh, and Ray is like, well, you need to accept your stuff otherwise you'll never be as good powerful as you could be so but then we have bow wow shows up and he announces himself as baron yeah. i think is how you say it yeah baron and he's been waiting to take revenge but cal's or on cal and uh Bajaral's been dead and he blasts clark with energy he goes flying to the barn and he goes to take out Rayo, but then she uh she kicks him and then he super speeds away she helps Clark, and they're like, how did he know to come here? Um, and Rhea basically explains that all the Phantom Zone prisoners um, know that jor managed to save his son, so they want to take revenge against you. Uh, and Clark wonders why Baron escaped without and without killing them, and it's like, oh, she probably didn't, he probably didn't have enough energy, but he's if he's able to absorb the energy from the fortress, he'll be unstoppable. So... There's like so much popping around in here. So Jimmy shows the secret photographs to of the schematic to Chloe that has the Kryptonian hieroglyphs. And he's like, I think he's working with the Egyptians, which is like kind of racist. Uh, it's a very Jimmy Olsen type of thing. Yeah, it's like so naive. Yeah. Um, and she's like, all right, you've got my interests. I'll help you investigate. But then she wants to show them to Clark. And then Clark introduces her to Rhea. And Ray is like, these are schematics for Brainiac. Um, and it's a construct. Yeah. And it's a Kryptonian energy source, and Baron can get to it, and he'll be powerful enough to kill us both. So Lana leaves uh, the piece from the black box on Lex's desk. She tells him that it's too dangerous to continue studying, but Lex says they need to learn how to defend Earth, which is not totally wrong um, based on what they've seen. So Lana they, tells him they are like uh, the later seasons are like the first like a season three and four of Doctor Who, like the modern Doctor Who, where it got to a point where every because they kept having Christmas like Christmas specials, like where some new attack would happen from an alien. 
at one like during one of the episodes, they just there's like no one on the street during Christmas, <laughs> and it's like just it wait. There's just like a new like a newspaper stand guy there saying, "There, those aliens are going to attack us today." Yeah, it's like he's not wrong. Like they've first it was all the meteor freaks, and then there have been two separate alien kind of invasions at this point in the show. A lot of it's like, oh, you're becoming too obsessed. And before he can answer, Baron shows up and he absorbs the fa- fragment, which then crumbles. Um, and he wrecked Lex. So Lana and Lex go to the hospital and they're like, how did Baron know about the box? And Clark shows up saying he learned what happened at the mansion and that Lex is in the hospital. There's like an intense exchange. Um, oh, uh, when I was watching, I don't know how or why, but when I, when I was watching this part of the scene, from Lex and Lana's perspective, Clark looks very shady. Oh, yeah, because, like, how the hell does he know any of it? It makes no sense. He just has information that he shouldn't have. And why he has any interest in it is strange. Which is, I think, like, the whole thing is, like, yeah, like, Clark is super shady about everything, which is why, like, people don't trust him. And, yeah, so then what comes out of this is, like, so Lex gets taken away. I was like, why are you actually here? And then he shows her the schematics, and he's like, um, and she says, oh, that it was destroyed by, like, something, some being. He's like, shit. Um, So Clark and Rhea go to the fortress, and she's like, I think I can turn the fortress on and lure Baron here, and then the fortress can drain him. And then this is where we get, like, a bunch of info dump, because this is, like, when there's the sound, and it's like, oh... He's like, oh, it's that sound. It's like, yeah, every house on Krypton has their own sound. Yeah, beacon. Their beacon, and that's like the sound we've been hearing whenever all of the Kryptonian artifacts make that noise. Um, But Martha goes home and finds Baron there. He asks where Clark is, uh, but when he hears the signal, he super speeds away. He goes to the fortress. He blasts Clark with energy. Uh, Clark is able to absorb some of it with a crystal, but then he's thrown back. Baron shoots again, but Rhea... Um, steps in and takes it instead, protecting Clark. Clark recovers. He uh, is able to absorb more of the energy and then banish Baron back into the Phantom Zone. And then, since Baron's gone, now Lamar slash Bow Wow is back to normal. And Clark runs to Rhea's side, but she's dying. Um, oh, God, that wound. That wound looks horrifying. Yeah, she basically got like like uh, special beam cannon through her body. Oh, uh, she's like a blast hole through it. And then she's like, oh, now the power that you, now that you absorbed all this power, like you could turn the fortress back on. Blah. <laughs> it dies. Um, which once again, when Clark is feeling not alone because there's a woman in his life and she dies tragically, um, saving him in some way. So Bow Wow wakes up in the hospital and he's like, I don't remember nothing. Um, I have, don't remember the last like two months. And Basically, Jimmy's like, I don't have any proof of anything. And also, I've been fired. Uh, Lex got him fired from the Daily Planet. But he managed to talk himself back in, working in the photo archives. In the basement. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, he says, he like he says, I was able to talk my way back into getting a job. But, I, but I've started, like, I'm in photo archives in the basement. Yeah, he's basically got to work his way back up from the bottom, just like Chloe did. Or is in the process of doing um and chloe's just like don't worry like i've been in the same situation so lex confronts lana about lying to him and lana like is basically like i'm glad the box is destroyed i don't apologize you were like lying to me and you're hiding stuff and you were becoming obsessed and 
I wonder if you would have chosen me or the box, and we'll never know because it was taken away from you. And then we get Mopey Clark talking to Martha about Rayo dying, um, and also him saying, I'm ready to stop running from my destiny. I'm going to begin my training, but I have to capture all these phantoms first. And he has the crystal that Rhea had in the Phantom Zone where it has like the House of El symbol, and we see the fortress light up again. And that is the end of our episode. Um, this, was, this was a good episode. Yeah, we get a lot of good info dump uh, in this episode of like Krypton and all that other stuff. We also got the in the feature music session section, we got Bawa both musically and uh, actor. Because uh, the the music that's playing at the beginning of the episode when Lamar gets like when Lamar and the other guy is playing basketball, it's Bow Wow's music that's playing. Oh, and this this episode is the first time that Brainiac is used. Like the name, yeah, the name Brainiac. Yeah. and it's also in this episode that like Clark and Kryptonians, their this episode confirms their abilities. Are, are like a direct result of the exposure to the yellow sun. Mm-hmm. And so our next episodes are rage and static. I don't really remember rage all that well. Um, oh, this is when, all right, this is like the steroids episode where Oliver is taking super drugs to be as strong and powerful as Clark and heal and stuff. Um, and he has roid rage. And then the second episode, I do remember, um, and this is actually like a more, I think, is like a really interesting one. This episode, static, because um, like I like the idea of like this meta nerd guy, and it's also the episode where we get uh, Dave Batista showing up. I think this is like, was he even in the WWE at this point? Yeah, this was during the height of his of him being there, him being over. Because I think he said that this is like the one of his first acting things ever. Yeah. And we also get our first appearance of, we don't know yet, but it's so heavily implied, which is the Martian Man- Manhunter in the, uh, that episode at the end. So well, I, I, I just consider- remember Static being awesome. Considering what's left, like what the, his, he, they basically give, like he, he gives his calling card. Yes. Yeah. The uh, Chacos. Well, they got to use Oreo this time. Yeah. I, that's like the one thing they haven't, I think they've done it like one time in Supergirl. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, uh, Final Crisis Requiem uh, during the Martian Manhunter funeral. Is one of the things that actually really, really touching on in his like little casket. Oh, with Batman. Yeah, like when they they put they put a thing of Oreos on there. Yeah, I think I think Batman puts like the the Chacos on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just read that not too long ago, so yeah. Manhunter is such a good character. Um, I didn't get away from me, or I swear to God I'll rip your green head off. I'm calling the cops! See? 911. Hello? 911. I need an ambulance. Hurry. Lex, I know you're here. Hopefully you can hear me. Because there's something that I I want to confess. I've been so focused on our problems that I have lost sight of how much you really mean to me. Most times I was reluctant to trust you. Fact is, you're more honest with me than anyone's ever been. 
miss you so much. I don't know what I do without you. I love you. I love you too, Lana. Please don't leave us here. I don't want to have this baby without you. I know I should have told you. I'm sorry to have to put you through this. Will you tell me where you moved 33.1? Well, you can say goodbye to Lana Lang. But yeah, that's our next couple of episodes. It's interesting to to talk about where Batista's acting career started. Um, I'm going to look it up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like the first thing he ever did. Maybe like the second. Uh, Stuber, now on digital. Yep, this is the first thing he ever did. Everything else is him as a wrestler. And then he doesn't do like another acting thing until I Deep. don't even know. My son, my son, what have he done? And then an episode of Chuck. Oh, yeah, man. it wasn't until the 2010s where he obviously got big. Oh, yeah. When he's in like the bad Scorpion, one of the bad Scorpion King movies, and then he's in Riddick and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Riddick, and he does like the man with the iron fist, which is the RZA movie, like simultaneously with Riddick and um, Guardians of the Galaxy is like two years later. But yeah, so those are some good episodes we have coming up. Um, I guess quick plugs. Uh, you got VGU and Players Club Al rocking hard. Um, is there anything specific you guys have been talking about recently? Have you ever, uh, well, with the way with the release current release schedule of the podcast, we're releasing, we're recording an episode and then like two episodes are in the pipeline, like on the way out to release. So I'm feeling like the call in or the pre taped call in show from mr show mm. yeah well yeah and but, likewise like for the comic show we're having to redo things because there haven't been comics and there won't be for like another what like two weeks yeah certain certain ones won't be like certain dc books well yeah because they least. just got a new distributor so like i think it's like next week is the first time they're releasing some books in a month almost yeah certain i'm I'm worried because like certain comicsology, like on comicsology, certain books have been pushed back to like June. Yeah, well, that's kind of the state of affairs that we're in. But yeah, but just on players, the most recent Players Club, we talked about, or we did, we did for the special segment, we did a a trivia type game where, or it was back of the box trivia, now that I recall, where Emmett would would mention. He or he would read the back, back of the box and it and le- blank out what would give it away. Oh. Uh, okay, so on the Players Club podcast feed, the most recent thing that came out uh, yesterday or the nineteenth was Keeping It a Hundred, which is Emmett's podcast or like separate podcast where he ranks games. And then the most recent episode of Players Club in the feed is Resident Evil is the Resident Evil Three Animal Crossing special. Hmm. Where it was me, uh, Emmett, and Graydon talking about those two games, and Graydon mentioned talked about Predator Hunting Grounds. Yes, which is like kind of like the Friday the Thirteenth game, but with Predator, if I remember correctly, like yeah, conceptually, and yeah. It and it releases at the end of the month, hopefully. 
Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, don't forget to check out that show. Rate this show five stars. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you, you got nothing better to do. Since I haven't been on in a while, can you explain what the whole cat stuff with, has been with the yes. NL Comics? Uh, so because there have been no comic releases, we jokingly talked about uh, doing a... We watched together while we recorded us watching Cats as a group. The movie. The 2019 movie. My God. Um, so yeah, you can listen to that. Um, and we take like 15 minutes to get into it. But yeah, and then you could line, line it up with the movie and watch with us. Um, it's not as terrible as you think, except for Rebel Wilson, which is pretty terrible. And James Corden, he's pretty terrible. <laughs> and it also looks terrible. But like the songs are good, which I guess is fine. I don't oh. know. It's a, it's a weird movie. It's just a weird. I'm not sure if you got if you saw the uh, photo, the screen cap I placed or I put in the NL Comics chat. Uh, no. When did you? No, I did uh, not. David Gallagher tweeted on this day in 1938, Action, action 1 released Heavy Birthday Superman, and John Cryer replied with, He's not so great. <laughs> Clancy Brown respond, responds with, Seconded. Then Mike, Mike Rosenbaum responds with, Agreed. In fact, quite a dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of perfect. I love when Twitter, like, just when stars align on Twitter like that. Yep. So, um, yeah, check out all of our stuff. And, yeah, that's awesome. And, I guess, stay good and stay sane in the quarantine. And we will catch you guys next time. I'm Lou Gonzalez. And I'm Alan Muir. And this podcast stands for truth, justice, and America. Wonderful.